Well, here we are, another week. Um, had some exciting things that happened last week. Basically with uh, my email address that I've had for probably the past 20 something years being taken over by somebody that had gained access to it. And then in return, they basically used that to log into my Facebook account. And from then I got suspended while I was sleeping because they made different posts throughout the night. As I was sleeping, that basically violated the Facebook community guidelines. So I woke up Tuesday morning, unable to share the link on Facebook, on my Facebook page, the Wandering Freelancer podcast. Due to my personal Facebook account being suspended. So I sent there an appeal. It's basically you click the link and they said, well, we're going to verify your account or verify the post to make sure that we didn't do this by mistake. I'm like, no, somebody took my account. I'm thinking in my head, somebody took my account. I, I don't know what they posted. So they probably did violate the Facebook community guidelines, but there's no way to communi- communicate or contact Facebook to let them know that somebody hacked your account once it's already been hacked and suspended. Once you are suspended, you do not have access to anything anymore. And there's no way to communicate with Facebook. So you're pretty much stuck there. Stuck in a loophole of you can't you can't communicate with them. You can't try to fight this. So I don't know if I'm going to be, my suspension is going to be lifted or not. I don't know that for sure. I really don't know. I, it's, it's all depending on, you know, if they get that my account was hacked. I don't, you know, that's up to the, the moderators or the administration at Facebook to do that. And I wish there was a way to physically contact them by email or something like that and say, hey, look, my account was compromised Monday night while I was sleeping. And then somebody made those posts while I was sleeping. You, you, I got the emails on my Yahoo email account that basically said that somebody logged in from a different IP address that used a passcode that obtained a passcode for the password recovery so they can change the password and then made the post. And now I'm stuck. So how can I basically make these changes now? How can I fight this? When Facebook's communication department is a complete failure and waste of time. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that I think about in the mindset of an engineer, a fixer type of person that thinks about all these companies and like, how can we fix this? How can we make this company better? So, you know, people of Facebook, that's something that you need to figure out. When people's accounts get compromised and they get suspended during the middle of the night, how can they restore their account without having their contacts deleted, without having their account deleted? There's, there's connections I have on Facebook that I don't have anywhere else. There's business pages that I run on Facebook that will go away now that won't, I won't get access 
because of this person that gained access to my account. How can we resolve this? Should we set times during the day that passwords can be reset? Um, other, other than a different verification system. So the past week I've been changing my email address on all my accounts to different email account that's more secured to get rid of the Yahoo that I've had for the past 20 years. And it's been a, it's been a frustration. It's really been like, there's some accounts I have that keeps on not allowing me to make the changes, you know, and then customer store, customer support is obsolete. So it's, it's one of the frustrations that's going on right now. I'm still dealing with it. I'm still suspended after, Tomorrow would be day seven. I'll be suspended and haven't heard one thing back from Facebook. So if you're a, you have a person that works at Facebook and listening to this, contact me because I need help. <laughs> I need to fix this issue so I can restore my business page. All right. So here we are. Um, let's talk about some travel tips and stuff like that for my experience of traveling. It's been about... 36 days now since the last time I've been at the airport and it feels a little weird to me because quite a bit earlier this year um, for the first few five months or so I was going out of town or on a plane probably every other week or sometimes every week um, and so is <laughs> you get to that point where you, you do traveling and you travel a lot, then you haven't been to the airport in a long time or flown on a plane in a long time. And you have this, this itch, this, this, you know, itch that needs to be scratched to go back onto, uh, go and fly somewhere again, because it's been a while, you know, especially when you're racking up airline points and miles and stuff like that. You're like trying to chase after status, you know, a little bit as well. When you start getting closer to the to status level, you're you're wanting to fly more and more. So this past 36 days has been in a pretty much like, oh, well, we'll see. It's like, uh, it's kind of, it's 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 been a little depressing, as you say, because I haven't, you know, just you miss the flying part, you miss the flying aspect of being at the airport and traveling aspect of everything. So, um, so I get a lot of like people that I do travel with that might not have TSA pre-check and, you know, or any other type of uh, clear or global re-entry. And they ask, you know, is that something good to have? Should I have something like that? Um, it depends on how much traveling you do. Um, and if you're a business traveler that does do a lot of traveling, you probably already have it. But even if you don't do a lot of traveling, say two or three times a year, I highly suggest, depending if it's international, do you do a lot of international or do a lot of international vacation, I highly suggest that you get either for, if you do a lot of domestic stuff, I highly suggest TSA pre-check. Um, it's $85 for the last five years. And it's, it can be a lifesaver. I've been sometimes at DFW Airport or Miami or any other major airport that has a lot of, you know, people there traveling. Um, for instance, one time I was in Miami Airport and the non-TSA pre-check was about three and a half hours long to get through. It was a, a massive 
line just to get through. And the TSA pre-check line was about five minutes. Um, Orlando is the same thing. Orlando can get really, really busy because, you know, it's a, it's basically Disney and Universal City, uh, tourist, tourist town, tourist city and stuff like that. And the airport is really, really busy. Um, so I highly suggest something like a TSA pre-check. Um, if, you know, some people have both TSA pre-check and clear. So that, you know, the good benefit of TSA pre-check is that you don't have to take stuff out of your bag. Um, you can wear your belt, your jacket, keep your shoes on. So that's a lot of time saved. Um, unlike non-TSA pre-check that you'd have to take your shoes off. You had to take a belt off. You had to take, um, electronics out of the bag. Of course, some of these newer airports now are having these scanner systems that, you can keep everything in your bag, so they're kind of improving a little bit more on that stuff. Um, but just the whole benefit of not having to take your shoes off and stand there with your arms above your head on a scanner every time to get get through TSA, you know, the pre-check, I honestly believe, is the, uh, probably a really good thing to have. Um, clear, I haven't really used clear. Um there are pros and cons to clear. Um, some of the pros, I think, pros are that you will advance faster than TSA pre-check if you have TSA pre-check. So if you have clear but you don't have TSA pre-check, then you still have to do the basic um, things of still have to take your shoes off, take your belt off, um, what non-TSA pre-check stuff you do. Now, People that really are avid travelers do have both clear and TSA pre-check because it advantages you in the line of TSA pre-check to get there ahead if there's a if there's a good sized line of TSA pre-check. Like I've been some airports, Orlando, that does have a good 15, 20 minute, 30 minute uh, line just for TSA pre-check. So clear kind of advances you past that as well. Um, and you go straight into the TSA pre-check zone to bypass, you know, keep your shoes on, keep your belt on, everything else. And it, it that's really a speedy thing. But clear is not at every airport yet. Um, it's mostly at some of the major airports. So um, if, say, you're f- flying out at the major airport like DFW, Miami, Orlando, JFK, DC, LAX, stuff like that, then I would say, yeah, go ahead and get clear. Um, it's going to say if you're one of the people that don't like to stand in line that you want to get through and maybe hit up the club or something like that, one of the, the lounges or you're, or you're in a rush, then I would say highly suggest that you basically go ahead and get both clear and TSA pre-check. Um, that's one of the, the big things, big, big time savers to do that. Um, another thing is, should I get a like a airline loyalty program um most people don't care about it um but for me that does a lot of traveling i i do have one i fly american airlines a lot that's probably one of my primary ones i do and i have gained status just by pretty much flying a few times um they do have the credit cards that come with it um, it depends on, I, you know, I, I really don't advise getting credit cards, but with new, with the way American airlines is now, 
they and most all the other airlines have now it's they award miles or points based on the dollar amount of your ticket cost is uh and that that just happened now with the loyalty points with american is that you now have uh it's based on the cost of your ticket previously is based on you get uh your eqm so it's like a um Qualifying miles, qualifying dollar, and qualifying segments. Uh, elite qualifying miles, elite qualifying dollars, elite qualifying segments, as we would call EQMs, EQDs, and EQSs. Um, so you can easily get status by flying. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, me and a friend of mine, we would just basically take these trips just to get the miles in. And then, you know, we would get, easily get our statuses by miles. Um and then a couple times, you know, if you get a flying hit from DFW to LaGuardia or something like that, you would get a offer to upgrade to first class for, um, you know, like $97 or something like that, you know, 100 bucks, whatever. Well, when you do that, you would get double your miles. And so that was easily a way to basically get status on that um, bump up. But now it's a little bit harder now with... Uh, the new loyalties points because it's all about the the price of your ticket. Um, so if you are a person that likes to have status, which you know, depending on the airline, status gives you plenty of benefits. You know, it can get you free luggage check in. It can um, free luggage. Uh, it can get you um, boarding group priority. Um, and sometimes get you upgrades to the uh, well, domestic first or the technical term business class because there's not really a domestic first usually. Um, so it, it kind of helps on that. But if you don't fly that often, um, then I would still get the miles. I'll still get the award program because at some point you can reach enough to get, um, get a ticket somewhere you know, round trip cost of a ticket. Um, if you do like choose to get a credit card, then you got to look at the options there about, um, you know, what type of credit card you want to get. If you want something associated with an airline or if you want something associated with just points that you can use to turn around to, to purchase a, a ticket. Um, for me right now, I have a business card, a business airline credit card so i get um loyalty points and miles on american airlines for every dollar i spend and then sometimes i basically hunt down stuff that i need or something like that through uh a vantage shopping and i get like sometimes two points per mile or two points per dollar or two miles per dollar that which can really help out a lot so um that's that's some advantages of the like uh, status with getting status with an airline or if you should chase status. It all depends on how much you're flying. Um, and there are pros and cons to every airline out there. And like you can go like look at Delta and, you know, there might be some better pros on that, but it's all depending, you know, on your preference. And it's also all depending on what your home city is. So for me, being in DFW area, American Airlines, that's one of their major hubs. 
But if I was out of Atlanta, then one of my hub, one, that's the hub for Delta Airlines. Um, Houston would be United. So just got to look at um, some of the some of that info and look at all that stuff right there to s- decide on, you know, what should I, how should I fly out and everything else? And what should, should I get a credit card? And then there's a, there's a new other thing called uh, global reentry. And that's for if you do a lot of um, international traveling. Um, it does come with TSA pre-check. So that's another bonus added to that. So that, that can be a good thing. It's a little bit, up in the cost of regular appreciate check of eighty five dollars, I think it's around one twenty five, one thirty. I haven't really looked into it. I was thinking about getting that, even though I don't do that much international travel. But I think in the long term, if I did international travel within the next five years, it would help me a lot. Um, when I worked on the cruise ship, I could have used it a lot, and I think it would have saved me some time when I was coming into the United States. There was an incident one time when. I was being ship transferred from uh, one ship, and we were in Grand Cayman. So I got off the ship in Grand Cayman, and I was going to go to the, ne- the next ship in Cozumel, Mexico. But it required me to f- fly from Grand Cayman to Miami, then take a flight from Miami to Cancun, then I'll take a shuttle f- to uh, in the ferry to Cozumel. And what cost me, I missed my first flight in Miami because... My flight was delayed a little bit, and then I got into a really long line at customs to, with my luggage, get back into the United States area. Something like, you know, global reentry would have saved a lot of time on that. So, and I could have made my flight, been there on time. But, you know, a lot of times companies, they're used to that a little bit, that there are delays and airport delays. And look, we're coming out of COVID. Um, there has... A lot more people have been flying. I've, I did a lot of flying in 2021. The airports are not that busy. And since then, I have seen a lot more people traveling. The airports are getting crowded. It's got what airport I was at last time around. And even I was, had status and I was in the priority lane. It took about two hours for me to check my luggage. And because of that, I missed my flight. Luckily, I was able to get another flight through a connection city. But other than that, I I missed my original flight. Um, I usually don't like scheduling anything the day of I'm traveling just to give me a little cushion room in case travel things happen like this. I like to give myself a full day to have travel. And I tell people, like, for instance, clients, like, hey, I'm coming back on Sunday, um, I can work Monday, but there possibly be a thing if something, if a storm happens, you know, there's recently storms here in the DFW area about a week ago. And since DFW is a major hub, there is, it closed down the airport for a little bit because of the rain, the lightning, the thunderstorms, it's, it's unsafe to, to fly, you know, to land and take off and everything. And people think, you also got to think also that even though it's Edward DFW, it affects the whole United States, all the airports that American flies or that Southwest Airlines flies since they're also based out of Dallas. Just because you might, you have so many planes grounded on the, on the, at the airport because of the storms, it's going to affect the whole network. I see a lot, like, you know, 
on the the American Airlines Reddit page of people complaining like it's like well it's like my flight got delayed you know and it's like it's nice and sunny here and in Charlotte it's like well your your plane might be coming in from Dallas Fort Worth where it's storming right now so you you got to give your time give some time for you to travel when you are doing traveling or have an understanding that there's there might be some you know delays there might be cancellations like right now it doesn't bother me I honestly don't get bothered right now if there's a delay or cancellation because it's just, it's a part of life now in traveling. So I think it's best to have that mindset when you're traveling to have an understanding that you're it's out of even though it's out of your hands, but they're just thinking on the safe side what to do. So that's one thing my things about traveling. So my advice about traveling and stuff like that if you are doing a lot of traveling for business, either freelancing or even a bunch of vacations or doing just traveling just for the fun of it, which is something that I truly love enjoy doing. Um here shortly I'll about to go to Alaska for about 4 days. Um I've never been to Alaska before, so I'm really interested in just going up there before it gets too cold. Um, just to see the to see the state, you know. We all have a life to live. And it can be either set in an office or it can be out there exploring what the world has to provide. And honestly, I, w- I want to be the person that explores what the world has to provide. Um, there's so many places that I had not stepped foot on, but that I really want to step foot on. And it's all about making time to do that. Um, it's hard though when you to maintain a job to doing that and so it's best to find something to enjoy and make time to do that Uh, make time to to explore even if it's an hour or two hours away from where you're at right now spend a weekend going to explore different parts of your city or your state going there there's, there's places I want to go visit in Texas I have not been yet that I, it's just interesting to me. Doing small trips there, or small trips to Oklahoma or, you know, New Mexico or Louisiana. So just make time for yourself um, to do that, to basically go explore, go travel. Go travel.